They will be leaving for India on Friday of this week. And, uh, yeah, and so I've asked them to come and share with us um, how they um, got connected with um, this particular mission in India. And so here they are. I'm going to quickly introduce this because we basically are new to you. Um, Previously, we've attended at Emmanuel Evangelical Missionary Church in Elmira. That's been our home church for 32 years. And, um, and so we're here now and just absolutely loving it here. We just um, are so blessed, and particularly by the prayer time. Uh, we have one son, Graham, who is a pastor. He's currently has just started pastoring at Basega Evangelical Missionary Church. Uh, they have four children, and... Uh, James asked us, how did we get involved with World Partners? Because we are going with World Partners, which is our denominational uh, vehicle uh, for missions. And uh, it started a number of years ago. In 2006, we went to Nigeria with our son Graham and his wife and their two boys. Graham taught at Magaja Bible College. He filled in for Claire Halima Fuller. If you followed the Nigerian missionaries there, um, they were there for many, many years. And Graham and Bridget did uh, their um, furlough relief. And the second time they returned, we went, Ernst and I went with them. Ernst went as a handyman to fix. Well, there's just non-stop fixing there. And I went and homeschooled my two grandsons. And all, and all I can say is, God bless teachers. <laughs> Going to give me a new one. So anyway, okay. So that started something in Ernst's heart. When we came, I think God showed him that God can use him, the skills he has uh, given Ernst. Ernst is an electrical contractor and very good with his hands. And uh, God can use people with hands. And uh, that put a, a stirring in his heart. And for the fall, since 2006, he keeps saying to me, Joyce, I just feel we should be going overseas. And I'd like to go for two, three years and just serve. And I'd say, I don't want to go two to three years. We've got elderly relatives that we are responsible for. We've got grandchildren. I'd be willing to go three, four months. So this conversation circled year after year in our household. And at the end of 2013, this conversation again, same conversation. And he said, I just wish God would tell us where we're supposed to go. Or he said, I wish someone would just tell us where we're supposed to go serve. Can't remember. That was December, end of December. Um, end of February, um, President Phil Delso, the president of our denomination, whose home church is Emmanuel, uh, was in India and was just back from a trip. And I happened to usher him in that Sunday. I said, well, Pastor Phil, how was your trip? And there's a, there's a job there for Ernst. I said, oh, really? I'll tell him. So we met with Phil um, a week and a half later, and he uh, shared with them, inviting him to come to India to take a look at their electrical problems at Shiats University, which our denomination has a partnership with. And the vice chancellor, when Phil said, oh, I know someone that could help you with this, he said, well, send them over. Okay. 
So we knew we had to pay attention to this because the invitation would have been for a short term. So that was my request. It was earned serving, and someone has told us where we're supposed to go. So we knew this was God speaking to us. So in May of 2014, we traveled with Lou Geens, um, who is the Director of Relief and Development. Is that his title? Something like that. Close enough. Uh, from our denomination and his brother-in-law, Herman Vandeshoff, who is um, a contractor. And they were going to talk to the university about rural schools, building rural schools, which is, was their passion. Um, Shantz University has a outreach ministry through something called Yesu Dabar. And uh, amazing move of God there. And I'm, I'm not going to spend time on that this morning. If you want to learn about that, you've got to come for tea at our house and we'll tell you all about it. Um, so they were there to do business with that. Ernst was to visit with their whatever department that oversees that. And we learned very quickly, no one there was interested in him helping them in any shape or form. So we kind of wondered what in the world we were doing in India. Um, And this was an exploration trip. So, okay. But we attended meetings with Herman and Lou. And the one morning we were meeting with Dr. Arbilal, who's the vice chancellor of the university. And Herman was sharing... Um, the vision God gave for building the rural schools, which was their their plan, the university's desire. Uh, rural schools out in, the, out in the boonies to reach many unschooled Indian children. And Herman shared how the Lord, after spending a lot of time in prayer, he woke up the next morning, he had the drawings for the school. And uh, he presented that to the vice chancellor. And um, he showed the building panels. They're in metal-clad insulated panels. And he had a couple of sample there, how they fit together. And they were on the table in front of us. And Arbilal got up. He walked to his desk, picked up his Bible, and he came back and sat down and turned to Isaiah 60, verse 10, and read, I have it written in here somewhere, the gist of it is, the sons of foreigners will come and build your walls. And he picked up the pieces and he said, are these not walls? He said, 10 years ago, God gave me that promise. And there was electricity in the room that of just, we know, we knew we were in the presence of God starting to fill that promise he gave to Arbilal 10 years earlier and that we were going to be a part of bringing that um, to be. So that changed the direction of all of this. Um, The first project that was to be built as to try out this method of building uh, was going to be a women's chapel on the university grounds. And so the plan was then that Ernst and I would go a month before the build team, and Ernst was to make sure everything was ready for when the team came, because in two weeks the building was going to go up. And that's quite possible with this um, method of building and the panels. So um, I'm losing my thought, hon. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's getting close to his turn. 
So anyways, we returned for three months in October of 2014. I've always wanted to say this. Hi, I'm Ernst. I am not one of the pastors here. Uh, So we returned. And if you take the next picture, this is David Phillips and his wife Diana, who is the liaison between World Partners, uh, Yeshu Debar, which is the church there, and... Um, EMCC. Next picture, please. When we arrived, I took blueprints with me that this is how the building has to go together. We were notified the building cannot be built on the university grounds because the local government passed a bylaw stopping all building within 500 meters of the Jumna River and the Jumna and Ganges uh, meet in Allahabad. So that stopped all building. So the very next day, I looked at the building and the plans and realized this is not the right building. So with emails back and forth to Lou and Herman, they redesigned what they were thinking so we could use the materials that were there And this site was chosen on a Saturday after service, and the team arrived on Thursday. So none of the concrete work was done. Uh, Next slide. So with the construction of the building, it's still a dirt floor. It's slab on grade eventually. Next slide. Um, Next one again, please. So it's not very clear, but in it took three weeks instead of two to get the shell completely up. In five weeks, it was done except for the doors and windows. And Phil and Sandra from World Partners were there for the dedication. And there were over 800 children in that building. And it's 75 by 65. And that is how they pack them in. And it is used as uh, a church in the village of Harai, which is about a half an hour from the university. And we joke, or I have joked with Joyce, that God helped us find a rope and helped us push it up the hill. We had opposition to the building because of their cultural um, people that were in charge in departments of the university could not get any kickbacks from things that they didn't have to pay for. So they were very opposed to this building going up. The university has been building a rural school For five years, it's been in production just on the other side of the field from this building, and God erected this building in five weeks. Um, It was all God's work. Uh, God made it happen. Uh, Next picture, please. Oh, 
I'm going to cut the one of the engineers off. These are the three engineers that the university had uh, supplied to learn how to build these buildings. And from what I understand from Lou, all three of them have decided to follow Jesus. Um, when we arrived and started doing the work because of all the things that had happened in the wrong building, their culture was I would find someone who's to blame and I would blame him and he'd blame somebody else and they'd blame somebody else. And he said when the team arrived, these three fellows watched the team work together, laughing, enjoy, putting the building up, and that's what caused them to say we need to follow Jesus. Um, Phil Del Sol told us what India needs is mature Christians to show them how to live. So, I don't know if you know these little cards. It's the way of Jesus from EMCC. And every morning in our two months there, I would uh, pick one of these up, or pick mine up. And mine was always number three that I needed every day. And number three is his character. I am learning to be like Jesus in my attitudes, behaviors, and character. That is what shows the love of Christ. Where am I now? Next slide, please. This would be back to Joyce's. For our next trip back, we are going to help renovate for an orphanage. While I was there, I was invited to go visit uh, Sister Sheba's orphanage. Uh, Sister Sheba is a Roman Catholic nun. She um, operated a, a building that in the, base, uh, the main floor was uh, rooms rented for seniors. And the upper story was they had 48 orphan girls. And she took care of them beautifully. And... Um, I was invited to go visit the place and also had been told that her bishop had informed her that she has to get rid of the children. The whole building was going to be used for a senior's rental and the orphans had to go. So she asked the bishops, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do with the girls? And he said, well, send them back to their families. Well, these girls come from we don't know where. There's no place to send them back. Um, the vice chancellor of Shiatz University, Arby Lal, has been their champion. He has taken them under wing. He told her he would provide um, a place for them to live. He's paying the rent for a place for them uh, this year. And also that he would build an orphanage for them, which will happen. Uh, funds have not been raised for that yet. The design has already been done. Herman Vandershoff has the design for that. But uh, as a temporary measure, um, oh, these are my beautiful girls. They're blurry, but they're beautiful. Um, I'm going to just step back. When I visited them, they sang for me. 
They recited scripture. They danced for me. This was family day. And you see those beautiful costumes. And the girls had done a, a dance number at their school in a competition. And um, it was interesting to me as I sat there after they had performed. They were sitting down on the floor there. And they were, you know, visiting with each other. They just looked very relaxed, very, very normal. I'll say normal. Just just relaxed. And um, I was impressed with that. I asked Sister Sheba, what happens to the girls when they are 18? Like, do they, what happens to them? She said, um, well, we give them an education. All these children are in schools. They are receiving free education through a number of schools in Allahabad. Uh, As of this year, 12 of them are uh, registered at Shiat's University and are getting university degrees. And when the girls are done their schooling, they are tracked and helped to find a place to live, to find employment. She stays with the girls, she keeps tracks with the girls until they are established because they don't want to leave them that they would have to return to the street to survive. And I was impressed with that because there's not a deadline when you're on your own. They are walked with until they are ready to be on their own. So currently they are in a... Oh, there's Sister Sheba. She's in the black vest. Amazing, amazing woman of God. She's a lawyer by trade. She does work for the poor. Uh, the lady next to her is Victoria. She is the liaison between Shiat's University, and they call her her their angel. She brings them chicken and things they need. Um, many, many people are just reaching out to help these orphans. Um, bring on the next... There we go. This is the building that's going to be renovated. It's on the site of Union Church, which the Shiat's owns, or Yesu Debar owns. Somebody there owns this property. There's an... Um, historical church there, and large property. This house is on there. It's structurally sound. It's going to be renovated as a temporary home for the girls, and on that property will be the site of the orphanage when funds come in to build it. So, uh, Lord willing, by the end of January, it'll be ready for the girls to move in. It will be a little tight. There's 48 girls, but um, it will give them a place to play. There will be grounds there that they can raise some vegetables. Um, There's a team of 13 of us going. We fly out Friday, and we'll be there for two weeks. And uh, my role is cooking. I don't do construction other than painting. I don't do construction. And... um, Dave Harris, who is Rachel Harris's dad, he's going along in the team. He's a bricklayer. God is just bringing a lot of handymen, skilled handymen and women, along to um, get this building in shape. Now, that's just India. Cows. You hear there's cows everywhere? They are. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fast-paced two weeks. Oh yeah, there's there's a Canadian tourist. 
that's as far as I'm going to go out in a rickshaw. I'll just get my picture taken. There's no way you could pay me to go out in traffic in that. But um, our prayer request for going is, I'm recovering from a lung infection. Um, I have felt a lot of fatigue the last few days. And Fridays are coming. I'm trusting the Lord for strength and restoration. And I welcome your prayers for that. Ernst is going exhausted from work. So we need physical strength for this trip. And we are trusting the Lord, Lord for that provision. James has asked a little bit about the spiritual climate as we understand it there. We are in a very strong Hindu area. There's a lot of Muslims as well, but very strong Hindu. Um, one of the things that David Phillips has said to us is um, there's a dullness or a um, the brain just really isn't developed because they have been worshipping idols for centuries and there's a dullness to the mind, to the spirit. And in some ways it's kind of hard to understand and yet it isn't because they are so ingrained, and this is the way it is. There's no, there's no thought that there could be something different. But we, we know a living God that brings hope and restoration. He brings light into the soul. Um, and so you can pray that the, the dullness of the mind would be lifted um, and that God would bring his light into that darkness. Um, Yesu Dubar, which is the church outreach of this university, it meets in a football stadium on the campus. And um, today there would be probably five, 6,000 people there for the services over the weekend. And primarily they're Hindu people. A very simple gospel is preached. People are being saved by the thousand. People are being healed. Um... Demons being cast out is common because it is. Um, the work of the university, what, and the reason EMCC is connected, is because of the outreach ministry of Yesudabar. That's where we really connect and are coming along in, any, in many ways. Rural education is one of the outreach ministries. This um, helping with the Orphanage build is another way that um, the denomination is coming alongside what God is doing there. Uh, they have baptisms there um, weekly. And those, the one Sunday we were there, there were nine people, and that was considered a very small number. And you go, wow. And that was really exciting to see them presented with a um, a Bible, a Hindi Bible, and how excited they were to receive the Word of God. Because so many people re are receiving Christ through the ministry of Yesudabar, there's also a great need for discipling these people. So a prayer request would be that... Um, there would be people that would disciple those who come to the Lord. I, I cannot imagine what it is like to come out 
and try and walk with the Lord with so little teaching. It's a long, slow process there, but God is faithful, God is able, and we are delighted to be invited to what God is doing, um, recognizing he has made us for his purpose, and so I'm going to go cook. That's my call for this trip. And uh, I guess smile and say hello to people. That's about all I can do. And I trust that's all God's calling me for. I mean, unless there's something else, he'll show us. But we are, we are grateful um, because we look at missions so often as the go and tell. I guess we are the go and do. That's what God has made us uh, for. So we give thanks for that. Uh, Yeshu Debar is Hindi, and it means the royal court of Jesus. So that's what they call their church. Um, they don't use the term Christian. They use the term, we are followers of Jesus. Um, and that is more political because of the local government and the premier or president of India his agenda is to uh, have India completely Hindu again. So that's where most of the opposition comes from in India right now, today. Um, but anyway, um, in closing, I'd like to read Psalm 121, which was very important to me uh, the last trip. Um, I can honestly say the two months we spent in India to me were by far the way harder than eight months in Nigeria. Um, But this sustained me. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who has made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Vincent Joyce, why don't you just stretch your hands out towards them? We're going to pray for them. After the service, after people are dismissed and free to go, we're going to spend some more time to pray over you. Um, So for those of you who would like to pray, um, uh, continue to pray for Ernst and Joyce as they go this Friday, please uh, come on up after the service. But uh, stretch your arms out. Let's just pray for them. Father, we just want to thank you, first of all, for bringing Joyce and Ernst here uh, to Trinity Church. Uh, We thank you for the blessing they are, and um, thank you for um, this, yeah, just um, calling them to India. Father, the way that you did it, it's just so incredible how you call us, Lord. You make it so clear, and uh, Father, we thank you for that. God, we pray for your protection to be upon them as they go. We pray for your protection over their health, uh, that there would be... um, 
just a, uh, none of the diseases or anything like that would come, come against them, Lord. We pray for Joyce right now in Jesus' name. We just pray over her health, Lord God. We just pray for that uh, lung infection. In Jesus' name, be healed. Father, we pray that you would just restore her to full health before she goes, that she would be fully restored in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for Ernst as well. We pray for the work of his hands, Lord, that whatever he touches will prosper and that it will be... Um, uh, that it will succeed, everything that he does, Lord. We pray for all the groundwork to be there before they go, Father. The things that need to be in line, Father, would you make them in line for them to go and just start as soon as they arrive. Father, we thank you. We pray for your, their protection throughout the entire time. Remind us, we pray that you would um, remind us during the next two weeks to pray for them and to lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, everyone. Happy New Year. Um, And for those of you who like to stay and pray, uh, please come and do so.